The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by real estate broker Tina Briseño. Tina, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. No, this is awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just funny because before we jumped out of it, a little revelation for both of us, we found out we're both Mexican and didn't yep. assume the other one was. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But that's awesome. And, and, and that was such a big thing when we were talking. I mean, I should have asked right before, but um, so many people speak Spanish these days. And you're like, that was, it's a blessing for you to be able to do that and connect with uh, two markets. So why don't we start with, you know, just where you're from originally, because Chicago Heights, right, uh, yes, is where yes. you hail from. But tell me how, you know, where you're from and, and how you got into real estate. Um, so um, I'm originally from Chicago Heights, you know, um, and then we moved to Indiana shortly after my parents divorced. And that was great. Different. Um, that was a long time ago, 20 years ago. So. I was the first little Mexican girl in my school. There was maybe like two little Mexicans, and I was one of them. It was definitely an experience, for sure. When um, you moved to Indiana, you're saying? Yeah, when yeah, I moved, yeah. and that was 20 years ago. Right, so right. now, it's of course, it's different, but now, it, you know. And then um, as I got older, I moved out when I was 18. We moved to, or I moved to Indianapolis, and then uh, I met my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And then... Um, we had kids, you, you know, were young, did right? the thing. Yeah, I was, I was 21. I mean, you are young. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, and then we moved back to Chicago Heights with the kids just to have the kids closer to the family. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, and then I decided to get into real estate after some things, you know. <laughs> something well and that's that's what makes uh you know just having spoken to you getting to know you uh, really incredible is because one you're super humble and very unassuming in terms of just how you approach the things that you typically hear from inspirational and motivational people who are a lot more uh, uh aggressive or forward mm-hmm. right and you're just you're very chill got a great uh vibe about you but for you it started being rejected for a job yes right yep yep yeah, I um, I was super excited to get into this job in downtown Chicago. You know, I really wanted to work in the city, so I was um, I was applying here and there, you know, and then there was one job where I really wanted it, even though it was a 45-minute drive and I probably would have had to pay for transportation or um, for parking if I was going to park at the mm-hmm. spot. And um, it was a three-interview process. Uh, and my first interview went amazing. I spoke to the hiring manager. He was like, you're going to get this. It's going to be great. You're going to do great. And then um, I go in. First interview goes great. Second interview, I'm taking these tests that I had to study for. And uh, I passed with flying colors. Everything was going great. I was excited. Then comes the third interview where I spoke with the man- the manager and the assistant manager. And... Um, uh, you know, I go in there, shake hands, look them in the eyes. I'm confident. You know, I know that I'm going to get this job. The, the hiring manager said so. He was like, yeah, you're going to do this. You're going to you're doing great. You're better than most interviewers. So I knew I was like, heck, yeah, I want to get this. And then um, so I'm talking to him. I'm talking to the manager and they start asking me questions, normal, normal questions. And um, 
I had done research prior on interviews, you know, what you're supposed to do. So I knew I was like, I'm going to do great. You know, I'm taking up space. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is this is going great. And then the manager says, well, I don't understand where this confidence is coming from. It just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, you know, I know that I can do this. And I'm naming things of why I know that I can get this job, why I can do this, and um, what experience I have that will teach, you know, that have ta- has taught me what to do. And he says, well, and he keeps, he's like, he has his like hands on his chin and he's like, just, I don't see it. I just don't understand where the confidence is coming from. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. And he kept saying that. And at first I'm like, you know, not taking any offense. I'm just like, hey, you know, this this is just me, you know. It's crazy to be yeah, here. Yeah. He's looking for Especially a fault, right? for a job where you have to be confident and believe in yourself and, and get these, you know. So anyway, um, you know, they did ask me why I had a period of time in my in my resume that I wasn't working. And that was during the time where I was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, I was selling health and wellness products on social media. So I wasn't at a corporate job. I was just doing social media stuff. And... Um, you know, they asked me what I was doing. I told them, and this, you know, I didn't make much money, but I, I was doing really well. I had a whole team of women. and Because um, it was multi-level you know, marketing. Yes, exactly. Right? Right. So so I told them, like, you know, I had a team of women that I, I, I hired on, and, and I was selling <laughs> thousands of dollars every month. So I know that if I could do that, I could do this. Like, this is going to be great for me. Still, he didn't, he didn't buy it. You know, I don't know. But... I was confident. I was like, it's going to be okay. And if it doesn't work out, then it wasn't meant to be. But I really wanted the job. I was like, I really want this. And it was in logistics, which is a salary job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a salary. And then no more having to do with sales and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I go back home. I'm kind of, you know, not super confident about it at this point because after he kept asking me these questions, I got a little bit, you know, shaky. I was a little, you know, what's going to happen? But I still went home. I had faith. And then I, I didn't get in calls or emails for about a week. I called back the hiring manager. I said, hey, you know what's going on? He says, um, I'll get back to you. He sends me an email uh, a day or two later. And in the email, he says, Tina, um, I'm so sorry. Something like, thank you so much for applying at this job. Um, but we didn't think you were the right fit. But in an effort to help you with future interviews, I want to give you a couple pointers of what you know why they think you weren't a good fit and the main one said um, they felt that because I hadn't been at a corporate job like similar to that one for such a long time or for any point they said that they thought I just wanted any job and mm-hmm. not that job specifically mm-hmm. um, so I said okay you know it is what it is and he also ended it with saying, you know, I don't believe that any of this is true. I, I, I know you have the potential to do something great. I hope you succeed in whatever you do. And if anything, that kind of lit a fire in me because I said you know, he, he knows what I see. Like he sees what I see in myself. I know that I have the potential to do something. So what do I do? You know, what can I do from here? And I was really against real estate for a long time because my mom did real estate when I was a kid and she went through the 2008 crash. Mm -hmm. So I watched her struggle through that. You know, she wasn't home a lot. It was very busy for her, but I'm so grateful that I did it, that I bit the bullet. And And you um, didn't see yourself as a salesperson. Yeah, exactly. I was like, really, I was just really against it. I'm like, I'm not... I'm not super aggressive and out there and pushy or 
anything like that. So I just don't think I'll be the right fit for that. But then um, two months after the rejection, about two or three months, I started my classes for real estate. And then um, I got my license in Indiana. And then the same month, I got my license in Illinois. And then um, two years after that, I became a top producer as an independent agent. And I make four times more than the salary I was being offered wow. at, at the job. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. What is, when, when you think back in this story, which, I mean, it's an amazing story, right? Um, and obviously, you're doing it to, to provide for your family mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and have that independence as well, that financial independence. But for you, what was the biggest takeaway from going through that experience that, and, I, and as I've come to know you, you love to inspire others and you want to be a source of inspiration. So what was the biggest takeaway from, you know, the, the inspiration piece, but the learning piece that um, the wisdom that comes with the rejection, but also, <clears throat> excuse me, seeing the, um, you know what I think God has in store for you, right? But yeah. I mean, that may not be how you see it, but the way I see yeah, it. Yeah, I mean... It was definitely a blessing in disguise. And I think I felt that, you know, once I saw that I didn't get it, I'm like, there's a reason for this. There has to be a reason because I know I was good enough to get this job. So what the heck? Right. You know, but um, and and real estate's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, my gosh, it was a breeze and I was just making money off the bat. No, no, no. But um, I kept going. I was persistent. I knew that I could I could get the job done and I can go out there and get myself out there. So I think the biggest takeaway was just not giving up on yourself because no one is going to believe in you like you believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know, your friends, family, they will all support you and love you and tell you, you got this, you're going to be great, but it's you who's going to actually make a change in your life. So I think that was my biggest takeaway was truly believing that I could do something and then going out and doing it. Did you, I mean, was that... The, the response that you got from family and friends was that you were supported. Um, did you face any resistance from that? I did. I found, you know, <laughs> there were some people in my life that were like, well, you know, real estate's hard or the classes, they, they're really hard. You know, you might not be able to pass your test and, and you know, it's expensive. And there were so <laughs> many things, reasons why I shouldn't be doing it, you know. But I don't know. I guess I just, I said, well... If it doesn't work out, then there's something better out there for me. So we'll see how this goes. And and that first year was definitely a challenge for me. That first year in real estate, I think for everybody who starts real estate, they know what what I'm talking about when you go in and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, you take your classes, you apply for your license, and you take your tests, and and there's all this thing, you know, that's all, it goes, there's so much into it. But they don't actually tell you how to do real estate, how to get clients, how to write up those contracts, where my first year, I was afraid of writing contracts. I avoided it as much as possible. You know, my client, I had a client one time, um, oh, I want to write up an offer on this house and on this house. And I'm like, okay, um, (laughs) all right, yeah, let's do this. Two days later, still have not written this contract. I'm avoiding it. I'm procrastinating. He's asking me, you know, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, make something up. Oh, it's because I'm waiting because, you know, whatever, whatever. But no, I think that was the biggest mistake I did was was wait. I should have just done it, you know. And eventually I did. Eventually I did just do it. I called up my managing broker. I said, I need help with this and I need to do it right. I was so afraid. But then now I can do it in five minutes. Write up a contract. Boom. There you go. Sign it. Done. Everything. It's just so easy now compared to how my mind 
turned it into, you know, when I was yeah. first starting out. But what's commendable is that, you know, you, you see it, you acknowledge the fear, and you go through it, which is courage, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was the mindset that you had to really take on in order to break through that barrier of fear and say, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to succumb to it, right? Yeah. Um, I definitely follow the, the five-second rule. For, that is one thing, it. yes, for a long time, I, you know, especially when it comes to getting out of bed, because I hate getting out of bed early in the morning. And that is one thing that I'm like, ah, I got to do this. You know, I have kids, so I got to get them ready for school. And then, you know, or real estate showing houses or whatever. I'm like, oh, my gosh, OK, I got to go do that. And I have 11 showings today or something. But it's about that initial. I'm just going to do it. Just don't think about it. Just do it. So I think that was my biggest thing. Even back then was like. Don't think about it, just do it, you know? It's the only way sometimes. Is that how you still operate today? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's definitely helped. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I still, you know, even this is kind of one of those things where you just got to do it. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And so now for someone that um, didn't see themselves as a salesperson, and uh, obviously this is a sales Mm -hmm. industry and a business, what were those things that you had to learn uh, in terms of, connecting with people and, and, and seeking out clients and building relationships. How did that become part of, I mean, yeah, how did you f- find success through that? Um, I just stayed, I just stayed confident and I just had faith. That's, I think that's the biggest thing is I had faith that the clients were gonna come and I was just gonna get my myself out there, make those phone calls because sometimes um, you get a referral, you know, somebody says, hey, so-and-so wants to buy a house or sell their house and it's up to you now to go out there and call them and and do the job and build a relationship with them because it's very easy to say oh i gotta call them um okay uh that can wait you know but no you have to go out there i think that's the biggest misconception of our real estate agents is that they say oh well you own your own time you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you know whenever and it doesn't work that way because if that was the case nobody would make money we would all just be chilling at home you know and um, I think it's up to us to to go out there you know I think there was one time where I was showing a house and um, I knew that this buyer wasn't going to buy a house you know I was but at the same time I also knew I have to build that relationship with this client regardless so I go out there, I'm showing him the house, and up comes somebody to the house, you know, and I'm thinking, what are they doing? You know, what's going on? But I go back out there, I'm, most real estate agents, oh no, you need a real estate agent, you can't come here and see the house, I'm here with my client. But no, I, um, I just said, you know what, there's a reason for everything. So I talked to this guy that was out there, and he ended up being an investor looking for a real estate agent. And, um, since meeting him, I have sold him four houses, and then he's flipped them, and I've sold the flipped houses. Wow. Yes, yeah, so he's one of my biggest clients, and I'm so grateful for him, and I'm grateful for that moment that I was showing this $20,000 property on the south side that wasn't going to go anywhere. You know, my client was not going to buy this property, but I happened to meet this investor client, and now he's one of my biggest clients. So that's, I think it's just about going out there and doing it, and you never know. You never know what's going to come from it. Man, and and it's amazing because you have this, and it's you're building a brand based on these relationships, but you're also, um, you know, you're like, well, let's just start because you were doing the online influence thing mm-hmm. a little bit right before you started doing real estate. Mm-hmm. So you have this understanding of what that is to create a personal brand. How have you, um, beyond just that, created something where? 
people can identify with you from the Spanish speaking community, mm -hmm. but also English speaking. Like, how do you manage those two worlds? Do you market differently? Is it the same thing? Um, the way that I market is just showing, um, I think my clients, when I post pictures of my clients, I think it shows that, you know, I work with Spanish speaking and English speaking clients. I don't really market myself differently. I feel like people just either they know or they don't. Mm. And then pe and then I get a lot of referrals as well from Spanish speaking clients and family members. So that helps me. I've been very blessed that they kind of just gravitate towards me. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't really know what I do differently, <laughs> but I mean, I'm grateful for it regardless. So what advice would you give to people that are thinking about starting in the business or even just, I mean, it doesn't necessarily be real estate, but that, that you know, see the opportunity, they, they, they see something in themselves that, but there's still that fear, right? Mm -hmm. I know you follow the five second rule, but let's just say that someone doesn't have that or mm -hmm. doesn't know where to begin, what that next step is. What would that look like for them or what advice would you give? Man, I think that people should just, if there's something that you're looking at and you're seeing online and you're like, wow, that's amazing, I wish I could do that. If you already have that, that small little seed in your mind that's making you think, wow, I wish I could do that, but I, there's no way that I could, or you're doubting yourself, that is the initial seed you need to just go out there. As soon as you commit and you say to yourself, you know what, this is what I want to do, or um, you know, let's just say it's real estate. If they're thinking, man, I, I, I would love to do real estate. I don't know if I could do it, but that seems like something that I could do. Um, you know, really go within. I think it's about going within and following your intuition. And if that seems like something you would want to do, start looking into it. You know, if if you know you need to start taking classes or um, you're looking for a brokerage to start at, start with that. Just start with that first initial seed because once you start with that small, you know, the beginning, it'll turn into something big. You know, you never know, but you're never going to know unless you start. So oh, I think it's about just just starting, you know, even if it doesn't work out, it might lead you to something that you do want to do. Because for me, I was, like I said, I was very good in sales. And then um, I did the MLM for a short time, which I don't recommend for everybody for sure. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for it because it led me to such um, like-minded individuals who let me, who taught me a lot, you know, and not about real estate, not about sales, just in general about life and about your mindset. And that really changed my mindset into everything because I said, if I could do this, I could do anything. If I could do, you know, whatever, then it could lead me into something more, you know, just that initial little business I had on social media turned into me doing real estate, turned into um, me getting brand deals on social media from, you know, companies. And that's crazy to me because I would have never thought back then, oh, I could do that. No, that that just seemed so, like, out of, you know, out of my, it was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as you look at your life today and, you know, years have passed now, what's the, 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 the thing you notice most about you that has changed personally through your professional endeavors or goals that you've sought out and, and accomplished on some of them, but are still growing, right? What 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 do you notice the biggest difference in you as a person that has evolved or grown? I think that the biggest thing is, um, I think my courage to stay persistent because it's hard. It's hard out there for everybody and whatever they choose to do, there are challenges, there are obstacles. There's, you know, 
childhood traumas that we've dealt, you know, any kind of challenge we've had from our past can affect what we do now. So I think that the biggest thing is going within and understanding, okay, why do I have this fear to do this? Or why do I feel, why do I doubt myself? And truly, once you understand and you put yourself in that position of of understanding why you have these thoughts about yourself, then you can you can almost cut it off. You can say, you know what? Now I understand. Let's move on from that. You're not. Don't let. You know, I think I. I stopped letting, you know, past define who I am, or somebody telling me I wasn't good enough. You know, rejection, or um, even being in high school. You know, we go to high school and we're defined as the weird kid or the smart kid or the the popular kid and that and we take that on you know in our future we're like well I can't do that because I was never like that you know I I I was never confident in school or whatever but we can't let that define who we are so I think now I think that the biggest thing I've realized is not to let something define you and because you can now define who you are any day any any moment in time you can become new you know and it seems like you have. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, how, how do you take care of yourself? How do you balance it all, being a mom, a wife, uh, uh, an entrepreneur, right? But also that you have big ambitions and goals that you still want to accomplish and grow into. How, how do you maintain your sanity, your peace, uh, your joy, and keep that light you know, shining? Um, I don't know. I think I just... <laughs> I think I just try to be present and enjoy every moment, really, because, you know, there's been many times where I was coming home at 9, 10 o'clock at night from showing houses and doing whatever I got to do, and then I barely have time for the kids. So now I'm like, okay, how do I fix this? I need a better balance. So I just started just really enjoying every single moment, even if it's homework with the kids. Um, just enjoy it. Make it fun for everybody. When I'm home, I'm excited. I'm home with the kids. I'm home with my husband. We get to enjoy, you know, being together. So, you know, I think it's all about just being in the moment. You know, if you're busy, be busy. Be doing what you got to do. But be excited to also come home and be with the kids and be with your family. If you are... um, you know, if it's a moment where you're spending time with friends or family, be in that moment, you know, because it's hard. Sometimes you're in real estate, you want to make that phone call. You're out with your friends and somebody's calling, oh, my God, this is important. I got to I got to do this. And that's OK. You can do that. But I also think it's important to just remember every moment has its its its, its time, you know. So how do I balance it, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it seems like the, the 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 balance for you is really that 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 present mindedness, and mm-hmm. I, and it almost seems that when you hear when I ask people that and, and they they tell me their routines or what they do, it is it is a way to get to that uh, present mindfulness of enjoying the moment, mm-hmm. right? And so many of us don't because we're thinking of the future. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no, kudos to you. Yeah. That's, that's a great vibe. Great and energy. it's not, it's not easy. I won't say that every moment, every day has been like, oh yeah, I perfect work-life balance. But for sure, um, that is something I've had to practice because in the beginning it was difficult and there's challenges in between. But um, once you notice it, once you realize it, then you're like, okay, I know that I have to do this. Okay. Then, then today from this time to this time, you know, I'll work from this time to this time. I'll be with the kids. And then you just kind of, you know, 
go through it. <laughs> and, and I mean, you obviously are. And it is, it, like I said, you have a great energy and a great um, spirit about you. So that's, you. you know, it's, uh, I, I think I have to do a little more of that, of, of enjoying every moment as well. So it's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. And it's a great reminder to have uh, for yourself. You know, and on that, what, what, what do you have in store for the future? What, you know, now that we're in spring and um, actually, like twenty twenty three just seems like it's flying by. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's crazy. You know, what's the what are the goals, the vision for the future for you? Well, I definitely want to um, continue, uh, you know, working with real estate, getting myself out there. Who knows? You know, I would love to start my own company, my own brokerage. That would be great. Um, somewhere where I could work with both Indiana and Illinois because there's a, there, it's growing everywhere. You know, so that would be great. But I also really want to get, I want to brand myself and get out there to to everybody and just let them know, just inspire as many people as I can. So I think that's the most, that's what I really would love to get out there and do. You know, speak with them real estate wise, being a mom, being a female in the business, just in general, you know, I think it's really important to talk to people and, and let them know it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be scared to start something new, you know, but everybody's scared at first. <laughs> well, we're all scared of something. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, you're lying to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to connect with you, be inspired, where can they find you online? Where can they connect with you on Instagram? Yes, uh, connect with me on Instagram. Um, my name on there is Tina Duncan. It's my married name. But um, I go by Tina Briseño, so, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Go follow me, you know. Follow, like, subscribe, all those well, things. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Tina, thank you so, so much for just being, uh, you know, fresh of breath there and uh, inspiring so many people with thank your you. story. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, this was great.